T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. Happy almost New Year. Joe Beamer with you for the next four hours here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you for keeping your radios on or flipping to 930 AM on your AM dial. Also available on the Odyssey app. However, you are listening to us. We are uh, greatly, greatly thankful. Uh, for your participation today. 803-0930, star 930 will be the number to get on as we continue some of the conversation you've heard throughout the day. Um, I was off yesterday, and I have to say, um, was off uh, for a baby-related appointment, which went very well, by the way. Um, So very happy with that. You know, obviously, um, just very positive news. and, and, And again, very happy with that. Um, going into 2023. Uh, but I did not get a chance. And, and this really, you know, of all days to be off, I did not get a chance to get in on the conversation about the county executive um, throwing pretty much an insult, uh, a jab uh, at, the, at the mayor of Buffalo. Um, and, and, you know, it was... In my opinion, very interesting because you you heard the comment, and as soon as I heard it, now I was still at work when the when the press briefing was going on, um, but you heard the comment from the county executive, and you're thinking, "Ooh, this this is going to be something. This is going to be a story. We're going to hear about this for the next couple of days." Um, and, and by the way, I mean you can already tell there is. Tension between the county executive and the mayor. I mean, you've got the county executive scheduling press briefings uh, in the middle of city briefings. I, I mean, you could you could kind of see what's going on here, right? And, and I have to say, I thought um, Mayor Byron Brown um, handled it perfectly. Um, again, you don't want to. I, I didn't think you'd want to draw too much attention to it. But that night, now I'm not, no offense to the evening news, um, you know, the NBC, ABC, CBS evening news, but you might be surprised to hear I'm not uh, the biggest viewer of nightly news broadcasts at 6.30. I call it the 6.30 news. Now, growing up, my, my mother always had Peter Jennings on. Uh, ABC World News Tonight was a staple in the Beamer house. Always Peter Jennings. Um, so, so no offense to any of the nightly news broadcasts that come on at 6.30. And I'm not talking about our local broadcasts. I watch as much local news as I can. We have some uh, great 
um, local news at all three of the uh, major networks, two, four, and seven, and they all three did a great job during the storm. Um, however, I had to watch yesterday, I'm not I'm sorry, not yesterday, Thursday, Wednesday night, the 6.30 newscast. And what did they all focus on? They all, while talking about the storm, had to focus on the county executive pretty much saying that the mayor of the city of Buffalo was failing in his job. That's pretty much what he was saying. Now, could you imagine if someone else, if someone else had done that? And I, I have to say, I am shocked by the amount of people that are supporting Mark Polonkar's actions at that press conference. Because these are the same people who told me for four years uh, that we need the adult in the room and <laughs> someone that can control their temper. Right? Did, am I wrong? Do we not hear that for, uh, for four years? From the same people who now are telling me that Mark Polonkar's was right to go after this, the mayor of Buffalo while we still had people that were without electricity. We still had a city, a, a region that was getting cleaned up from a massive storm that claimed 40 lives. Were those comments being the, quote, adult in the room? Or am I reading this wrong? Is in the middle of a storm cleanup calling out the mayor of Buffalo, someone you should be working with, right? Shouldn't the governor, the county executive, and the mayor all be working together? Should it really be this, hey, I've got, I mean, pretty much what the county executive said is, hey, I've got uh, more and bigger plows than you. I mean, it really was like, hey, look what I have. You know, it was kind of this, I need the power. I'm going to get the power over the city. I thought it was very embarrassing. I'm sorry. I think it was absolutely embarrassing. And the fact that that was the focus. And, I mean, rightfully so, that's going to be the focus. Hey, look, these two two, uh, government officials apparently don't get along. That's part of the story. That's part of the story. I, I just thought it was embarrassing. Um, now, the county executive said that he texted an apology to uh, the mayor. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. But I thought it was embarrassing. And again, I just thought it was rich that someone who tweeted regularly that we need the adult in the room for four years is the person who, well, at that moment in the press conference, was not the adult in the room. But this is coming from someone who's never the adult in the room. So uh, I just I had to give my uh, my two uh, two cents on that. And, and if you want to comment on that, uh, like I, I wasn't here yesterday, so I'd be interested in what you think on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board eight zero three zero nine thirty. Now we are talking about the storm uh, in this first hour and the blizzard of twenty two, and you know lessons learned during the blizzard of twenty two. What were some lessons learned? It can be at a government level, but also lessons learned by you. You know, I heard Lauren Fix talking with David uh, at 1230 today in her uh, weekly segment with David. And I want to, number one, thank Lauren Fix. Uh, She joined us a few times during our storm coverage last weekend, and she threw out some great great pointers, especially for people who, while they were listening to us, were stuck in their car. Um, So I want to thank Lauren uh, for her... um, appearances throughout the storm weekend she was available whenever we needed her and uh, gratefully thankful uh to her um but what are things you learned 
Now, as I've talked about a few times, you know, I was stuck here at the station with a bunch of other people. Uh, at 1 o'clock on Friday, I did go out in my car and try to get a few things before the grocery store closed. Now, thankfully, um, I was able to get back. However, it was, it was very difficult um, at 1 o'clock on Friday to drive. I mean, as I was explaining on the radio when I got back, you couldn't see the lights until you were right up on it. So, you know, it's 50-50 when you're going through an, interse- an intersection. Uh, it was very difficult to see. It was difficult to manage where I was at a building in a parking lot that I've worked at for almost 13 years. So I can understand how someone could get lost, could get stuck on a road they've probably lived on for 30 years. I could definitely understand that. Um, But lessons learned. You know, Lauren was talking about, you know, always have hand warmers in the car. And we've always been told to have, you know, warm clothes in the car, a shovel, an extra pair of boots in the car. Now, the only time I'll have those items in the car is if the Bills played a a game recently. Like on Friday, I did have an extra pair of, uh, I'm sorry, I had a pair of snow pants. I did have a pair of boots and an extra pair of gloves and a, uh, a hat because it's stuff I threw in my car after the Bills game. You know, when you're driving home and the car gets really hot and you just start taking layers off. So, but now, like, that's a lesson. I have a pair of snow pants that I burned a hole in during a Bill's tailgate. Those are going to be in my car now. I have a pair of gloves I never wear. Those are going to be in my my trunk now. And those are never going to leave. And why? Because I'm hearing, I, I heard Lauren Fix's advice, but I've also been hearing your stories. In stuff that kept you warm, kept you alive while being stuck in your car for hours. So those stories, I think, are very helpful. And again, lessons that we all learned. What can we do better for ourselves? And what can we do better for our community? I have had numerous people message me on Facebook and text the text board, can't we allow more schools to be open when there is a storm heading in. And I think that's a great idea. More stuff like schools. Have, a school, have schools open so people close by, if they, number one, get stuck, like Jay yesterday was telling that story, or if you live in the area and your power goes out. These are lessons that, at a state level, we can learn. At a county, city level, Let's open more schools. Let's have more buildings available to people in case a, a major storm's moving in. If a major storm's moving in, there should be a plan for that. Um, what other lessons can we take away from this? You know, we said repeatedly over the weekend, when the storm passes, when the storm passes, Please don't, you know, go out and think you can shovel it all up. This is heavy, heavy snow. And unfortunately, we're, we're, reading, about, uh, we're reading about deaths of people who went out and, you know, try to do too much too quickly. And it breaks my heart. You know, I read um, an article, I believe it was in the Buffalo News this morning, uh, about three people who had passed in Amherst, two of the three passed when trying to get out there and shovel snow Christmas morning. 
You know, I mean, if you're starting to feel it, go back in the house, warm up, rest up. And if you have an elderly neighbor or a neighbor who is sick, again, don't you overdo it. But if you have some extra energy, try to at least help them with what they have. Now, I don't think that's a lesson. I think since we are in the city of good neighbors and in Western York, we're hearing all these miraculous stories of people who saved lives. Countless stories of people who saved lives, who took matters in their own hands and made sure they could save as many people, warm as many people as they could. So I don't think that's a lesson for many people, but I I think it's advice that definitely needs to be repeated. If you are starting to feel lightheaded, if you're starting to feel, you know, if you're starting to be in pain while shoveling, while snowblowing, and yes, it can be snowblowing too. Get back in the house, warm up, rest up. And again, if you have an elderly neighbor, a a, a neighbor who's sick, at least try to help them. Again, don't overdo it yourself. Because we have seen a a few of those stories. Uh, Something I talked about on Monday. Testing your carbon, uh, is it carbon? I always get the the two things uh, mixed up. Your carbon monoxide alarm, make sure you you, you test that and have the batteries. I didn't believe my parents when they told me they had tested there. So when I was at their house a few days ago, I went around and I tested the carbon monoxide alarms. Because we're hearing of people who died of carbon monoxide poisoning. And again, make sure you can have the alarm. But if you haven't heard it go off in a a few months, you haven't tested it in a few months. Number one, you might not know what it sounds like. Number two, you might not know if it works. So always make sure that you uh, that you test that regularly. Could be as easy as, oh, I'm walking by the alarm. Let me press the button, make sure it's going all right. So 803-0930, star 930. I want to focus on this hour, lessons you've learned. And also lessons that, that the government has, government officials have learned. And I will get more into that, the government officials part, later in the show. But lessons that you've learned and steps that you've taken to be better prepared for a storm. Or if you want to say what got you through this storm... Maybe it's lessons you already knew. Share that with us. Again, I think people sharing their stories of what they did during the storm to survive is giving people other, you know, giving people the advice in case they find themselves stuck in that situation next time. And there will be a next time. We live in Buffalo, New York. There will be a next time. And I think people just need to, like I said for me, I've got the warm clothes now in my trunk. They're not leaving my trunk. Because I know what it was like just to drive a very short distance in that storm. And believe me, several times I felt, wow, I could could get stuck out here. I mean, you're going from road, 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 snowdrift. Road, 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 snowdrift. So I, I know exactly what driving that could be like. I'm thankful that I didn't get stuck, but so many people did. And you're driving around town yesterday, this morning... And there's still cars stuck. There is still a car um, on its kind of on its side on Main Street in Clarence. That car has been there since Sunday. There was a car yesterday in the middle of the two lanes on Millersport right before Flint here by the station. So as we're as we're opening up, we are seeing more 
we are still seeing cars that are abandoned, cars that are stuck uh, as the snow removal continues. And I have to say, you know, they opened Main Street in Williamsville without completely plowing both both lanes, which was the, the right thing to do. Get as much movement on Main Street as you can, and let's open up these roads. Uh, but I was glad to see last night they were really starting to chip away at those inner lane or those outer lanes. Um, so you will have all four lanes on Main Street in Williamsville. And I, and I noticed on my drive today that most of, of Main Street, the stretch that I take to the station, um, was pretty clear. So 803-0930, star 930, that's the number to get on the air. It's also the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board number. Things you learned, lessons you learned during the storm, and advice you want to give people for the next storm. And there will be a next storm. You know, we live in Buffalo, New York. There will be snow again. That's what happens. It's happened for as long as people have been taking record of weather in Buffalo. There's been snow. But it doesn't mean that we can't take lessons. We can't learn our lessons. And for those in government positions, for those that are, are quote, leaders, first they have to admit to a mistake. I said this on Monday. First they have to admit to a mistake. And I think once they admit that mistakes were made, things could be better, then you can start acting on it. My problem is I don't know if I trust many of our leaders to admit they've made a mistake or to admit they could have done things better. But we'll see. You know, time will tell. 803-0930, star 930. That's your number to get on. My name's Joe Beamer filling in for uh, Tom Bowerly here as Tom is uh, taking some much-deserved time off, getting ready for the new year. And uh, we are, this is our last, this is the, the last WBEN weekday live show, except for the evening news, of 2022. Um, and we will look back on 2022 in the uh, in the final hour of the show. Let's get things started. Let's go out to Gene. Gene is in Hamburg to kick things off today. Gene, thanks for calling in. Yes, um, I have a whole house generator, but before I had that, and even now, my furnace is plugs into the household's electrical system. And the reason for that is that if somebody comes with a portable generator and you're hardwired into the electrical system of your house, there's not much they can do to help you heat-wise. And that way you just pull the plug out and put it into an extension cord. You're not going to electrocute anybody on the pole. And there you go. Gene, did you go without power during the storm? No, 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 no. I, I was not hit very We've been hit before. Right. It is a first rodeo, and I pretty much have stuff in place to stay up and running in spades because that's what I kind of need to do for my job. But, um, you know, if I have a portable generator and I would loan it to somebody for sure and take them, they burn, at least mine does, burns a lot of oil, take them some oil too along with the gas. But you can't help them if you can't, put the furnace right on electrical system and you know that's a cheap that's a relatively cheap thing to do either your friend does it or an electrician does it or whatever and 
a portable generator, I checked on the prices. They're about six or $700 by the time you're done with um, the tax. So if you have a 5,000-watt generator, that should be enough to start and run your furnace. And you don't have to run the furnace all the time. You can switch it over to your sump pump or your chest freezer or whatever else you've got. And, um, you know, you won't live in the lap of luxury, but things will be on the okay side. Gene, I'll tell you, thank you for the advice. You guys in the South Towns, that, you're definitely the ones, you know about the snowstorms a little better than us in the North Towns. Well, I just know that I have to be up and running. So, Well, Gene, really appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Hope you have a great twenty uh, start to 2023. Yeah, I will, for sure. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Bye Gene. Now. Gene in Hamburg opens the line for you, 803-0930, star 930. Again, my name's Joe Beamer, filling in for Tom Bowerly on Friday, December 30th, 2022. Your lessons learned during the storm, the blizzard of 2022. Back after this on News Radio 930, WBEX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. News Radio 930 WBEN. One more for 2022. And then tomorrow, the ball drops. 2023 is here. And, you know, I heard something uh, yesterday that stuck with me. 2023 hasn't happened yet. You can make 2023 whatever you want to make it. So, you know, be positive. Set a few goals. You know what my goal for 2023 is? 
It's the same goal I had for 2022. Maybe I'll have better luck in 2023. My goal for 2023 is to fit into my skinny clothes by this time next year. That's it. That's the goal. Stick, uh, get back into my skinny clothes by this time next year. Hopefully next year, David or Tom decide they want to take off, and I can do a show checking back, did Joe fit into his skinny clothes by the end of 2023? That's the goal. But you can make 2023 whatever you want. Have a positive outlook. 2022 is in the past. It's leaving us. A whole new year is here. Make it yours. Own it. We'll have a lot more of that discussion on Monday. Now, Robbie Raw was supposed to join us a week ago, obviously, with the storm being here. Um, she didn't. Uh, but she will be on Monday, January 2nd, in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, to talk about getting those fitness goals for 2023, how to start, how to keep it going, and not fall back into whatever routine got you out of the going to the gym and staying in shape routine. I've been in so many different in and out of uh, those kind of routines. Josh, you know, we just got to get back. Got to get back. 2023 starts at midnight tomorrow. Well, actually midnight Sunday morning. You know, they call it midnight, but really it's the next morning. Thought I'd throw it out there. Don't try to get into some time discussion with me right now. I'm not <laughs> mentally prepared for this. All right. We'll, we'll save that till Monday. We'll discuss midnight and everything. 803-0930, star 930. That's the number to get on. We're talking about your lessons learned from the 2022 or the blizzard of 2022. What are lessons you learned, stuff you're taking away from this, advice you want to give for people next time we get a snowstorm, and there will be a next time. And, yes, lessons by our elected officials. What lessons would you like them to take away from the blizzard of 22? 803-0930, star 930. David in Hamburg is our first caller of the segment. David, good afternoon. Hey there, Joe. How are you doing today? David, doing well. What's a, a lesson for uh, the next time we get a snowstorm? Um, I would say my biggest lesson was A, to be prepared. You know, they told us days ahead of time to get ready for this, and I understand that some folks do have some economic situations where they can't do that until their paycheck came through on that Friday. I think the biggest thing that helped me get through this I had um, natural gas until the gas line froze up and then I had no heat. That was Saturday morning. I prepared ahead of time. I had um, some electric um, space heaters, like three of them. I have about a 1,200 square foot house. And I also went out to a local hardware store, which I won't name. And I bought what's called a Mr. Hold on. A Big Buddy heater. And this is an indoor safe propane heater that works off of 25 pound propane tanks. So you put the two, you keep your tanks outside, never bring propane inside of the house. Um, it has an automatic pilot on it. It had a little battery fan. I was able to keep my living room at 67 degrees without any other auxiliary heat. Wow. How long did that propane last you, David? I ran that thing. My heat went off Saturday morning at 6, if not earlier during the night. And I ran that all the way until uh, National Fuel Gas came over to my house Sunday night. 
and it didn't go through, I would say, more than a half of a 25-pound tank of gas, propane. Wow. that's uh... It's indoor safe. I also have two carbon monoxide monitors in my house because you have to be super careful about that. Right. I did vent um, a window in my living room where this device was about four, three or four inches open, and then I stuffed in the rest of the window spaces some household insulation because you have to have oxygen coming in the house. For sure, for sure. Now, David, did you ever no, lose? Was, did you ever lose power, or did you just have the uh, your gas line freeze? No, I, I luckily, <laughs> thank heaven, I did not lose my electric. If I would, then I would have gone into another type of uh, another type of mode. But I grew up camping. I got up. The house was kind of cool. It's like, okay, you're camping. Um, the other thing that I did too is um, I did a homesteading device. It's called a terracotta tea light um, heater where you take about a 12-inch maybe terracotta tray or a baking tin, and you have three uh, regular tea lights. I like to use beeswax because it doesn't um, introduce different kinds of bad chemicals into the atmosphere. So it's the tray. It's got three tea lights on it, and then um, some kind of a rack or a suspension system to raise a larger 8-inch diameter terracotta pot over the top of that, and that thing got so hot that I actually burned my fingers on it. So oh, wow. I put that in my smallish bathroom that was running about 59. And within an hour, with the door kind of partway shut closed, that room was at 65 degrees. Wow. wow. And those little tea lights will run for four to six hours, depending on what kind of quality that you get. So, again, something to have ahead of time. You know, your auxiliary heat, your candles. The other thing, the other reason why I use those candles, it's like the canary in the coal mine it's situation, and I had another candle going in the house. If, that, if those candles go out, you don't have enough oxygen in your house, and you're going to get carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. So that's super, super critical that people monitor the air inside of their homes. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a lesson, David. You know, testing those um, those detectors is, is something that I, I think people get lazy with, and it's yeah. I mean they could save your life. Right. The other thing that I did too, and I know you got a bunch of people. Like I wrote a whole bunch of pages on this thing because I want to remember everything that I did um, because I did have the natural gas um, um, after they got me hooked up. I was able to use the range top with the surface burners on it. Um, and I put a uh, cast iron, it's called a spreader, uh, spreader device that you put on your um, stovetop if you're going to be simmering stews or anything like that or using Dutch ovens. And that was in the kitchen. Um, and I turned it on, and that thing added another three or four degrees to my kitchen that didn't have a heater in it. And that kitchen was running at about 69 degrees. Wow. Now, how long did you have to go, David, until your natural gas was unfrozen? Like, how long till you were able to get back to your regular heat? Um, my gas went off sometime during the night of Friday into Saturday, and um, I had a, a 98% efficient, um, high-efficiency boiler, and it was making all these grinding noises. I'm like, oh, geez, you didn't do your your, um, you know, updates and get the thing checked before the, the storm blew in. So it finally shut itself off. I called the plumbers in the morning. I called my 
I called National Fuel Gas and reported the situation, and my plumber was very helpful, and they said you have to go outside of the house and check your vent to make sure that it wasn't snow-covered. He said, gave me the instructions. I took the plate off outside, and the intake of the, of the boiler was packed 18 inches deep with snow. Wow. Oh, so I had to get out there with a trowel and a, and, um, a coat hanger in my hand or, a, or something to try and get all that snow out. And then um, the plumber said, if that doesn't work, try to reset the boiler. And it's going to give you what's called a hard lockout because it lost power and it's not breathing and getting air for um, combustion ignition. And he goes, don't turn the boiler off because that little recirculating pump that's on it, he said, if you put your hand on it, it's still hot. That thing is still pumping water through your hot water baseboards, which I have, and it will help to keep them from freezing. So, a lot of helpful stuff, David, and a lot of stuff you're saying. I, I'm sure you know a lot of people hadn't even thought of. Well, I, I was, I was all of. I'm super big on social media, and a lot of people were following me, going, "How are you doing this? How, how, how are you able to do these things?" Well, David, you know, the other thing. The other thing people need to be aware of is, you know, how much water do you need? Um, I filtered regular tap water. Um, I I ran six gallons in uh, gallon containers. I kept those in the basement. I drink filtered water. So then I filtered another six gallons of filtered water in case the water went down. And also because you need to use the toilet facilities. And if your water's not working or you got some kind of a plug in there, you got to pour a gallon of water into the toilet to get rid of whatever's in there. I, David, you, know, you, sound, you sound to be the most prepared person for any storm. <laughs> I, the, the stuff you go through, uh, I, I'm glad that we record these calls because I'm going to have to listen yeah. to it back and take notes just so I'm ready yeah. if I ever lose power. Yeah. You know, turn... If, you're, if your house gets down really, really, and I hit thermometers all over the house, if your hot water baseboard system is going to get down to 30 degrees, you have to drain that system. You have to know how to work with your devices. You have to have your manuals right, and you have to be calm. It's like if I do, because you only have one chance at this stuff. And, and I was going, if I do this, what could happen? If it works, that's great. If it doesn't work, what's going to happen? You know, and then if your if your baseboards start going, now you got to drain the hot water tank. Now you got to drain your water lines. Now you got to put antifreeze down all your sinks so the traps don't freeze and those pipes don't go. So There's much. just a whole bunch of stuff that you have to think about with this whole thing. I was on high alert from 430 Saturday morning until Sunday night when they finally came in and put an auxiliary um, heat unit on my natural gas system. Well, David- I am like exhausted. One more thing, and I'll let you go because I know you got a bunch of people, and I really want to thank you for letting me on to be well, able to share is, some uh, information. I want to thank you. This is so helpful. Go right ahead. Get, get a battery-powered headlamp, like a flashlight. Okay, so your hands aren't fumbling with a flashlight with your gloves on, and you can peek into holes. That's how I found out how much snow was in that pipe for my boiler. If the electric went off, 
I got a light source in my head so I can navigate through my house without an open flame candle dropping down, starting the house on fire, because that is a bad thing. All right. Got it. David, I, I cannot thank you enough for the call. That is so much helpful information. Absolutely. Again, I got to go back and, and write that all down. David, thank you so much. And uh, next You're time, welcome. next time we have a storm moving in, make sure you call and remind the listeners of this. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that, Joe. And I'm glad everybody got through okay. And my condolences to anybody and everybody who lost family members during this horrible thing. We'll get through it again. And it's going to happen again. So be prepared. For sure, David. Well said. Uh, have a great new year, David. David in Hamburg opens the line for you. 803-0930, star 930. And, you know, that's why we're talking about lessons for, of the storm. You know, and, and that goes for lessons you've learned. Um, lessons, you you know, advice you want to give other people. I mean, we, we lost 40, 40 people in this storm. And, you know, to, to say for anyone to say at a government level that, oh, you know, we, we, things can't be better. Things can be better. And, and this, could, this could be handled better. You've got to learn. You've got, you've got to learn. You've got to take lessons away. And you've got to admit when you've made a mistake. You know, I, I'm sorry, the... The big congratulations, we got through the storm. I'm sorry, that doesn't work when you lose 40 people. That doesn't, lose, that doesn't work when you lose anybody. We lost 40 people in the storm, and we've got, to, we've got to come together and say, what can we do better? And that's why I'm asking for your lessons that got you through the storm. And I'm also asking, what are lessons that our elected officials can take away and apply for the... This, this isn't to, you know, this isn't to... You know, call out anybody. This isn't to ruin anybody. This is to demand that we have some kind of action, and we put into place. We put into place something, so we're better prepared next time. So we are all better prepared next time, and that's why this advice I think is is excellent, and this is why we need your advice, and we also need our elected officials to take a look back and say what could we do better. Instead of being scared that, oh, my name might be associated with, instead of doing that, do what's right for the people. Do, do what's right for the community and take a look and say, what could you have done better? Let's not point fingers. Let's not call out everybody. Let's just say what we all could have done better. I know that's asking a lot from our politicians in 2022, but it's the right thing to do. You've lost, you lost 40 people in the storm. There are definitely things we could do better, and there are lessons we can take away to make sure we handle things better in 2023 or the next big snowstorm. 803-0930, star 930. Julie is in Pembroke. Julie, thanks for calling in. Hi, Joe. Well, I finally did leave. Well, that's um, good. Last time I talked to you, I hadn't left yet. I can't believe I had forgot about this because I was so busy saying tips to you, like obvious things like shovel and blanket, but two very important things to always have in your car, especially for winter driving in case you do get stranded, are oil and coolant. I carry them in mind. Reason being, if you develop a coolant leak maybe before you get stranded or while you're stranded, you're not going to have heat if you drain coolant out of your car. So, and the same thing with oil. I've I had a vehicle that had a door on the bottom that covered the oil filter. And when I got stuck in deep snow one time, that door opened 
and you can leak some oil that way. So you need oil to run your car. So keep at least a quart of oil and get a bottle of coolant and just keep it in your car year-round. I, I, Julie, I think that's, you know, another thing that people should also keep in their car for, for different situations, but is uh, windshield wiper fluid. You see too many people that run out of it and have trouble seeing, especially when you have, uh, you know, the dirty water coming up and you don't have any water to spray it away. Yes, you're absolutely right on that. That's a good idea. Now, Julie, what was it like when you finally were able to leave the, uh, the truck stop? Give us the, give us the conclusion of the story we followed over the weekend. Do you know what? I? It felt weird, right, because I was there so long. I didn't leave until yesterday. I waited everything thawed because I had an issue with my tire. I just wanted to make sure I had enough air in the tire before I left. And um, I felt weird. I almost felt kind of sad, and I think that's because I saw so much good amongst all the strangers that were there. I mean, those they have the truck lot, and they have a lot for cars. And they're both huge. So when I'm telling you I was stranded with other car- people in cars, I mean, there had to be at least 50, and that's probably low, because they were parked in places where there weren't spots. I just, I saw a lot of camaraderie. There was a little bit of bad, but the good far outweighed the bad. People were appreciative. People were thanking me. I don't even work there. You know, they were appreciative. People got along. They were helping each other. You had truckers helping other truckers get unstuck, even going through damaging their own vehicles, and they weren't even getting upset about it. We had little kids in there, and there was one trucker with a long white beard, and being it's Christmas time, one of the little kids asked him if he was Santa Claus. (laughs) And he told them no. He said, I'm not Santa. I'm just an elf. So I felt kind of sick when I pulled out of there, and I think really it was all – because I just saw so much good among strangers. I mean, for people that weren't from this area, they might not have even seen snow. That could have been their first experience with snow. And you had people who didn't speak English. I mean, if you're traveling and now they're in a strange place, right, they're just trying to get to wherever they're going, it had to be frightening for them. Here they're in a place where they they could at least stay warm. If they had their cars, of course, they were warm. I know there was an older couple parked next to me. I think everybody kind of watched out for everybody and genuinely tried to help each other, which was very, I don't know, it was nice to see that. So, you know, Julie, so many stories of good, and that's something I want to get to later in the show. Um, you know, we, we really, we saw, and Jay's story yesterday really illustrated just the good of people, and there's so many stories like that. Julie, I'm glad you're home. I appreciate the uh, check-ins over the weekend, and I hope you have a uh, happy 2023. You too, and let's hope for no more snow, but we know that's not going to happen. We know that's not going to happen, but uh, yes, I, I, I agree, Julie. Thank you. Julie and Pembroke opens the line for you, 803-0930, start 930. You are lessons learned in the blizzard of 22, advice for the next storm, and you know, to continue uh, on Jay's story yesterday, which was so uplifting, so touching, um, what are your uplifting stories or stories of people doing good during the storm? 803-0930, star 930, that's the number. My name's Joe Beamer, filling in for the vacationing Tom Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Looking forward to talking with you after the news.
Again, here on News Radio 930 WBEN. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.